Tom Fitzgerald has done his exit meeting interview and he might be hinting at the fact that Lindy Ruff might not be done with the Devils organization whether or not he is the head coach or not. What do I mean by that? Well, we have a lot to talk about in today's episode because I am breaking down some key takeaways from Tom Fitzgerald's exit meeting interview. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. It has been an eventful last couple days for the New Jersey Devils organization. First and foremost, Nico Heischer and Lindy Ruff decided to get Twitter buzzing after their exit meeting interviews. Then you got Tom Fitzgerald firing Mark Recchi and parting ways with Alon Nazardine. So once again, we're just a couple days into the Devils offseason and already it's been eventful. So the past couple of episodes, I've been defending Lindy Ruff and his overall plan for the Devils organization. Basically, I feel as though he's been given an unfair chance, and I also feel like next year will be a great way to actually assess his capability as to whether or not he's part of the problem. So since next year is rumored to be his final year of his contract, it's crazy, but uh, you got to think of it in this sort of perspective. But maybe this could be viewed as a tryout year for him because if the Devils are able to improve greatly, then maybe we can determine whether or not Ruff is the right man to lead our team forward in the next upcoming years. Keep in mind, he is 62 years of age and he'll turn 63 come next midseason. So that's something to definitely take into consideration. That's definitely an X factor going forward. But I've talked enough about Ruff and his overall job security. Let's talk about these interviews once again. So at the time of this recording, General Manager Tom Fitzgerald has concluded his exit interview, and I'm going to break down some of the key takeaways since he's at the helm of trying to get this train running once again for the Devils organization. For anybody who isn't already aware, I personally did not attend the exit interview sessions. However, I do know uh, some people who did or have some interesting insight. So let's start with this. In regards to the recent coaching changes, he said that it was time for some new voices. And he also said that in regards to Lindy Ruff and his overall job security, he said the tough decision was made yesterday and things needed to be different. As far as for Lindy is concerned, it goes back to two years when I needed the right person to grow this team. So uh, going back to what I've been saying the last couple episodes, I feel as though you need to put Lindy Ruff into a better uh, circumstance, and I feel as though uh, Tom Fitzgerald is doing that by getting rid of Mark Recchi, who was terrible in in regards to trying to make the execution on the special teams for New Jersey Devils pan out. So if he couldn't do it for the Pittsburgh Penguins, there's no way he could do it for the Devils organization. So get, getting rid of Mark Recchi was the right move. Alon Nazardine, obviously, when he was given the chance, he was able to keep the Devils uh, just treading water, and he showed some capabilities and some flashes of just being a decent head coach, but at the same time, it goes back to what I said in yesterday's episode. He was the only coach to have uh, stuck around from the Heinz era, so it's really time to just 
move on from all that and just start 100% completely fresh. It's definitely a takeaway that people have been talking about the last couple of years in regards to Nazardine. And I, I have the utmost respect for him. And I feel as though he is going to get another job. Uh, I think Alex Javonsi tweeted out yesterday saying that maybe he could get a job with the Nashville Predators organization due to his connect with Hines. But that's a discussion for another time. So once again, I wish the best for Mark Recchi and Alon Nazardine. But uh, I do agree with Tom Fitzgerald saying that it, it was time to just make some drastic changes. And Lindy Ruff, I feel as though he is the correct man for the job. You know, I know some of my past episodes don't do it justice. I know some of my past discussions with other Devils personalities certainly don't do it justice. But once I got the chance to just slow down and just fully assess everything, I just saw everything from a new perspective. And I was just like, okay, maybe we just need to put him into a better circumstance in order for him to succeed. And like I just said moments ago, I feel as though this upcoming season for Lindy Ruff will be sort of like a tryout for him because it's the final year of his contract. And if he's able to do well, then maybe the Devils will extend his contract maybe by a year or two or three years, whatever the case might be. Obviously, he'll be turning 63 come February, so that's certainly something that we have to take into consideration, but I've talked enough about that. Let's move on uh, even deeper into Fitzgerald's interview. He said in regards to Hughes, Jesper Bratt, and Nico Heizer in their respective exit meetings, he said they are very supportive of Lindy Ruff. So, uh, two things. This goes back to a couple episodes ago in which I said take what Nico Heischer said in regards to the coaching staff with a grain of salt because he wasn't exactly referring to Lindy Ruff per se. He was referring to the coaching staff and I think we all knew the writing was on the wall that the coaching staff was in need of just some changes whether it was Lindy Ruff or his staff and I just said Nico Heischer isn't referring to Lindy Ruff specifically and also, uh, I think a few episodes prior to that episode, I published about Nico Heischer saying no comment. I think I, I'm also mentioned saying that I think Tom Fitzgerald will sit down with the leaders of the locker room. He'll sit down with the young core. So that includes Hughes, Brock, Heischer, maybe Miles Wood, Mackenzie Blackwood, whatever the case might be, just the guys who have been there. Uh, the longest for a Devils organization, he'll probably say like, what do you think of Lindy Ruff? Is he the right person to move forward? Should we look for a new head coach? Because we're already considering firing Mark Recchi and maybe moving on with Alon Nazardine. So what what are your opinions in regards to Lindy Ruff and his overall leadership? And he also mentioned how influential he's been to the growth of their careers, because that was another X factor that I said in consideration for keeping Lindy Ruff was that the overall growth from our young core and some other players was head and shoulders above my expectations because Jack Hughes was able to take a cute couple steps forward. Jesper Bratt was able to have a career year and be a borderline all-star. I feel as though if he uh, just you know gets more national attention, then maybe he could potentially be an all-star next year. And then Nico Heischer, uh, despite uh, a lot of question marks going into the season about his overall health, he was able to statistically have the best year of his career. And uh, aside from his rookie season, his first year in the league, he has played in the most games uh, of his career. And it, it should be no surprise that his production and his value was also much higher. So it, it went back to what I said uh, coming into this year. I said if Nico Heischer plays in more games, then his production will go up and he'll start to appear on people's radars once again. And it goes back to Lindy Ruff just being a, that great leader, that voice in the locker room. So I think Tom Fitzgerald was able to sit down with 
all three of those guys are young big three and a couple other big voices in the locker room and just assess Lindy Ruff and just try to pick the players' brains because I feel as though if Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, or Nico Heischer, I feel as though if one of them or maybe two did not want Lindy Ruff back, then I think Tom Fitzgerald would have just swallowed the pill and just said, you know what, we're going to move on from Lindy Ruff and we'll find a new locker room leader because at the end of the day, guys, we cannot be playing musical chairs with our overall uh, leadership because we've done it with uh, the front office, we've done it with our coaches, and this is not good for a young and developing team. We need a consistent voice. We need some sort of direction. We need some sort of plan. Now, if the plan uh, is just implodes, then by all means, go and find a new coach. Go find a new leader. But at the same time, we didn't exactly implode. We were just met with some unlucky circumstances, and we just had to try to adapt to it. So once again, it seems like Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff have a very good relationship. I guess you could consider them sort of like a brother tandem. So if you want to call it nepotism, if you want to call it that Lindy Ruff is the right man for the job, whatever you want to call it, uh, Lindy Ruff is going to be the coach for the Devils come next year. And also, uh, it seems like Tom Fitzgerald is bringing Lindy Ruff along in terms of just trying to see who the next assistant coaches will be for New Jersey Devils. What do I mean by that? Well, I hate to say this, but I think a prediction on Twitter that was somewhat controversial is about to come true. But we'll talk more about that later in the episode. First, it's time for the first and second live read this morning. And the first one comes from our friends at Rock Auto. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain all-parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com, everybody. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar. So, summer is coming, and with the and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are refueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. And all you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you ever tried the Puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out. They have so many delicious flavors, including churro and banana cream pie. And who doesn't love churros? And the best part, they're only 140 calories. So you can sign me up and I'm going to sign you up as well. It's not enough flavors for you. Then you might want to try a mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bars, make sure that you have something for everyone, including yourself. So you know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love churros, like I just mentioned. So most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com and get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check out uh, the flavor selection at Built.com. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. 
Com. It seems as though the word that gets people talking the most on Twitter is the word evaluation because when Lindy Ruff's name was placed in front of the word evaluation, that got people talking so much on Twitter saying that Lindy Ruff was going to get fired, saying that the New Jersey Devils were already looking for a new head coach. Lindy Ruff is on the hot seat. However, Tom Fitzgerald also cleared the air because according to Neil McHale, he's a friend of the show, he said that Tom Fitzgerald said in his interview, evaluations are going on at all ends of our hockey operations. I'm being evaluated right now. So do you think Tom Fitzgerald is going to get fired? Absolutely. 100%. No, that's not going to happen because I think a lot of people were speculating during the course of the season saying that if Lindy Ruff stays, then Tom Fitzgerald is going to go. Or if Tom Fitzgerald uh, stays, then Lindy Ruff is going to go, whatever the case might be, vice versa. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they are both here to stay because evaluations happen all the time, guys. That, that's what I've been essentially been telling you the last couple of days because uh, when when I evaluate a player on this show, does that mean that player is bona fide uh, going to leave? Do I, do I think a new coach is going to step in in place of Lindy Ruff when I heard the word evaluation? No, it's what I'm doing right now on this show, which is looking at all sorts of aspects and just saying like, Here's what could uh, potentially happen. Here's what could potentially lead to this, that, or a third, whatever the case might be. So when you see the word evaluation, that does not necessarily mean that that person is under a microscope or that person is on borrowed time. It just means that the season is over, so you got to look at all sorts of aspects. Does this player fit on the team? Does this player not fit on the team? Uh, what, what direction do we want to take our organization in? Are we trying to contend next year? Are we trying to rebuild? Or for coaching staff, do, do the players respond well to this coach? Uh, is he doing a well enough job to get the job done? So it, all sorts of aspects go when it, when it comes to the word evaluation. So I'm just here to tell you guys, when you hear Tom Fitzgerald say it, when you hear Nico Heischer say it, when you hear Lindy Ruff say it in their exit meeting interviews, let's not bug out. Let's not go wild here. Let's not go into a frenzy on Twitter because that does not mean that person is uh, on borrowed time in, in terms of their overall job security, whatever it may be, uh, as a player, coach, front office exec, whatever the case might be in the Devils organization or any organization in general. So I just want to put that out there for you guys. Now, let's talk about a player who is on borrowed time, and that is Pavel Zaka. So look at me. I'm being a big hypocrite right now because I literally just said evaluations mean nothing in regards to whether or not someone is on the hot seat or whatever the case might be. But he was asked about Pavel Zaka during his exit meeting interview, and here's what Fitzgerald had to say. He said, I have to look at the big picture of how we are constructing this team, where Pavel fits. We'll go through that process. What we need, does he fit? But Zaka is a really good player. So here's the thing about Zaka. He was able to have a career high in points this season and also last year. So last season, he had 35 points in 50 game appearances. And this season, uh, in 20 more game appearances, yes, he had a career high in points, 36. But at the same time, he had 20 more game appearances compared to last year. So while Pavel Zaka was able to, I guess you could say that he had his best uh, point production uh, of his career under Lindy Ruff, once again, just putting that out there, I don't think Pavel Zaka is a good fit on this team anymore. I think it's just time to move on and just see what he's worth. Because quite honestly, 
Uh, the Devils should have just tried to uh, have done something with Pavel Zaka during the course of last year's offseason because the pitch that you could have made to other teams was that Pavel Zaka was on the come up because in 50 game appearances, once again, he was able to have 35 points and he was able to maybe not match his career high in assists, but he was relatively close, but he was able to have a career high in goals last year. So that's something you really could have said. And also, while it wasn't his career best, he was able to by far be the best uh, power play pr productive player on the team because I think he led the team in power play points last season with 11. So that's definitely something you should take into consideration when you uh, should have just traded away Pavel Zaka when you had the chance. But I guess they just wanted to take the gamble and see if he could improve. I think I said on the show too that maybe you take the gamble on Pavel Zaka. It could really go either way. It's a coin flip. But Ultimately, Pavel Zaka, despite having uh, 36 uh, uh, points this year and uh, I guess barely eclipsing last year's, I think it's safe to say that Pavel Zaka is a bona fide bust. And we just had two high expectations for him. Uh, you know, he was in the best draft class that I can personally think of because he had McDavid, he had Eichel, he had Marner, he had Hannafin, he had all those players to uh, just try to amount to because they were also in his respective draft class. I think it was the best draft class since like 2003, quite honestly. So uh, Pavel Zaka was just put into an unfair uh, circumstance similar to Lindy Ruff because I guess we just had too high of expectations for uh, Pavel Zaka. But in regards to his future with the New Jersey Devils, obviously Tom Fitzgerald can't say that they're going to try to work out a trade to you know get rid of Pavel Zaka. But I think the writing is on the wall. I think it's clear that the Devils are going to do whatever it takes to explore the possible outcomes of getting rid of Pavel Zaka and trying to improve their team. Now, here's the thing. I, I don't think any team is going to offer a first-round draft pick for the services of Pavel Zaka, but they might offer a draft pick here and there, maybe late, uh, whatever the case might be. But I just feel as though with Pavel Zaka, it's just like, what are you, what are you honestly going to get? Like, what are you honestly expecting from Pavel Zaka? Because, you know, uh, we were talking about during the course of uh, th this past year's trade deadline that maybe the Devils can try to include Pavel Zaka in a trade package to obtain Brock Besser or Connor Garland. I talked to credential Canucks writer Matthew Zader about the situation, and he said that maybe he would accept Pavel Zaka, but obviously the Devils are going to have to throw in a couple other pieces, which included our first round draft pick in this year's NHL draft. So that definitely played a factor. But ultimately, it's just like, I think Pavel Zaka has played his final game as a New Jersey Devil. So we'll see what happens. Nothing is guaranteed. Obviously, everything is still on the table. But I'm just giving you guys my overall assessment in regards to the Pavel Zaka situation. Because I feel as though, you know, if, if we were going to try to uh, be aggressive in the trade market. We should have included Pavel Zaka somewhere or just, you know, put out a feeler because going into uh, this past year's trade deadline, I think the three players that were pretty much guaranteed to just, you know, maybe see what they're worth in, in the trade market was Jimmy VC, PK Subban, and also Pavel Zaka and just see what we could potentially get. I was surprised that not one of those players was moved uh, come the trade deadline because the Devils were rumored to be uh, somewhat aggressive to just try to maybe get someone like Brock Besser or whatever the case might be. But obviously it's the offseason and we're going to have uh, more wiggle room to work with. Well, we won't have that much of a time frame or a, a time limit, I guess, is the better term to use to you know try to obtain some of these players. So we'll see what happens. But I think Pavel Zaka, I don't think he has long on the Devils organization. And quite honestly, this past season, despite him getting his career high in points 
it was definitely a dismal year for Pavel Zaka, and I think it's time to move on from him because 25 years of age, I'm sure uh, some team will be willing to get him and maybe develop him. He's not a lost cause, but I just think on the Devils organization, I think even he'll tell it himself that I, I just don't feel as though this is the right fit for him. So in regards to Tom Fitzgerald, he's being conservative with his answer, but I think he knows deep down that Pavel Zaka just does not fit with this organization anymore. Okay, so some of my avid listeners probably know that I am big on predictions, and if I get a prediction right, I am definitely going to gloat about it for a couple episodes, but let's talk about someone else's prediction that I saw on Twitter. So for any of you Devil fans who are big onto Twitter, you probably have seen the Brat Pack uh, make its way around your Twitter homepage or timeline, whatever the case might be, because they made a prediction that might come into fruition because they said that Lindy Ruff will get a front office position, which will vacate the head coaching position for the Devils, and Nazardine and Recky will both be relieved of their duties. Well, half of their prediction has been correct so far, but Tom Fitzgerald in his exit meeting interview might be hinting at the fact that maybe the Devils are looking for Lindy Ruff to possibly move into the front office position once his time as a Devils head coach comes to an end. Because Chris D. Flannery of the Hockey Writers, also a friend of the show, stated that Tom Fitzgerald said Lindy Ruff was brought in to be his partner and they will together decide on new coaching hires. So for some of you, that might be minuscule, but people like myself, the Brad Pack, even Alex Shavansi have said that maybe this could possibly be a giveaway that the Devils are looking for Lindy Ruff to possibly move into the front office position alongside with Tom Fitzgerald. And it's what I said early on in the episode saying that Fitzgerald might look at Ruff as like his brother or whatever the case might be. So there might be a little bit of nepotism going on. But at the end of the day, Lindy Ruff being in the front office position, I do have to just make this proposition for you guys. Would you rather have Lindy Ruff as your head coach and draw up the X's and O's? Because I know a lot of you aren't too fond of Ruff, but would you rather have him move into the front office and basically along with Tom Fitzgerald, he's calling all the shots in regards to how the organization is going to go direction-wise. So that's my overall uh, proposition to you. Which, which one do you want? Do you want one or the other? Or do you just not want both to happen? Because quite honestly, uh, it, it is looking more and more clear that Lindy Ruff, once his time as a devil's head coach comes to an end, that Tom Fitzgerald will do whatever it takes to just bring him along into the front office role with them. So I'm just telling you guys that, that uh, Lindy Ruff, if he's not a devil's head coach, he might still be a part of the devil's organization. Now, I gave my two cent a little bit in the last episode. I said that the chances of that happening, I don't think is likely just because I would see Lindy Ruff more of take on a Buffalo Sabres front office position because uh, during his playing career, he was a captain for their organization. He was a longtime coach for them. So I would see uh, Lindy Ruff take on a front office position more with their organization compared to the Devils because while Lindy Ruff has been able to develop some of our young guys and take their games to another level, it's just like if we were to win the Stanley Cup in 10 years, are we going to give Lindy Ruff all the credit and just say like, you know, he's the reason why our organization has shape-shifted overnight? No, we're going to be talking about like Jack Hughes if he's still around or Nico Heizer if he's still around. Or we're going to be talking about those players who were basically the turning points for the Devils organization or we're going to talk about what we did in the draft. We're going to be talking about uh, the Utica Comets being a great pipeline for us. We're not really going to be giving Lindy Ruff the credit or at least I won't and you guys know I am big on Lindy Ruff unless he is able to make us a contending team next year. 
I really don't see uh, Lindy Ruff just be giving that credit under any circumstance uh, in the next few years or so if the Devils are able to become one of the scariest teams in the NHL. But overall, I, I am thinking a little too far ahead. So just planting that seed into your guys' heads, which is Lindy Ruff might take on a front office position uh, once he's done being the head coach for the Devils. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Do you want Lindy Ruff as your head coach or do you want him to take on a front office position? Because either way, Lindy Ruff has deserved uh, the chance to become uh, a front office exec because he's been in the NHL for a long period of time. One of the winningest coaches in NHL history. Obviously a former NHL captain during his playing career. So I think he has earned the right to possibly take on a front office role. I just didn't think it would be with the Devils organization because he hasn't really left his imprint with our organization all that long. So let me know what you guys think. And also, I might talk about this in the next episode, but I really want the Devils to consider bringing in Scott Stevens as their next defensive coach or maybe just as a mentor, just so Scott Stevens can help them in that regards. I know it's not going to happen, but it, it's why I'm, I'm like, bring him in for a couple practices just to be a mentor if they don't already do this. But let me know what you guys think about the coaching situation for the Devils. Let me know what you guys think about the exit meeting interview for Tom Fitzgerald and how you feel as though he's been doing in regards to just trying to lead the Devils forward. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Charity Martin for winning the giveaway yesterday. Uh, her stickers are on the way. I will definitely do more giveaways in the future. If you guys get me to 200 subscribers in a short amount of time, then maybe I'll do another giveaway and it'll always improve. But Anyway, thank you guys for the support. I can't, I couldn't do this show without you, without your watch uh, on YouTube, without your listenership on the podcast streaming service, then there is no show. So once again, thank you guys for that. And I'll definitely do more giveaways in the future. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.